What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 236 of your favorite podcast, The Cordai Podcast. I'm your host, Haley, and I am going to tell you right now, don't share this with anybody. It's our secret. Eat these items for better sleep. I'm going to talk about food sources. I'm going to talk about some vitamins, but like I said, it's just between you and I. As always, Great Eye Podcast brought to you by Revive. Someone's brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. As always, leave us a five-star rating and review. Hop on over to the YouTube. Watch me on there. If you love us, please share us with your friends. I would greatly appreciate it. Get your notepads ready. I'll see you inside. All right, better sleep. We all want to have better sleep. Let's talk about sleep. There's two primary phases, non-REM or NREM, NREM sleep, or rapid eye movement sleep. Dreams occur in REM sleep, where the brain is highly active, but the body is paralyzed. It's likely nature's way of just preventing us from harming ourselves while moving about our, our, in our sleep when our brain is going insane. Major role of non-REM sleep is thought to be related to energy conservation and nervous system recuperation. So for example, during non-REM sleep, growth hormones released. 75% of our natural growth hormone is released during non-REM sleep. This implies that insufficient sleep is going to prevent optimal levels of growth hormone, which are needed to promote muscle recuperation following training. Non-REM sleep is also a time when anabolic hormone is maximized, such as testosterone. So growth hormone is primarily released during slow-wave sleep, which is a reflection of how this sleep period appears on a machine that measures brain waves. Testosterone is also mainly pr produced in that time as well. So you can already see where a minute into the podcast, sleep is very, very important for your overall health. Sleep affects cardiovascular endurance, neuromuscular response, mood, focus, metabolism. Well, knowing this, it's pretty logical to assume that a lack of sufficient sleep would just adversely affect athletic and exercise performance. In relation to neuromuscular function, a lack of enough sleep leads to delayed neuro, neuromotor firing, reduced nerve conduction, neuromotor incoordination, less effective muscle fiber recruitment. So, if you're sleep deprived and you go into a training session and you believe you're training to failure, your body is actually less responsive to this and it will pull in less muscle fibers to assist in your training session as you get deeper and deeper into the session. Most of these things manifest as decreases in muscular endurance, but the decrease in muscle fiber recruitment would adversely affect resistance training sessions uh, by producing more fatigue and less strength. So you're going to have less overall output. That means less stimulus applied to your body with less recovery resources because you're sleep deprived. This is literally meaning... If you don't get your sleep, you are making yourself a worse bodybuilder. You're not just staying the same. You're making yourself worse. You're making your physique worse, and you're making your training performance worse. Training can interfere with sleep if you're overtrained. If you're consistently overtraining, you have a higher core temperature that makes it more difficult to fall asleep because the physical cue for sleep onset is a lower core temperature. So, Dieting practices can result in a lot of uh, disorders in terms of our sleep 
especially as our anabolic hormones like growth hormone and testosterone need a lot of resources to uh, be produced in the non-REM sleep. Um, and if they, when they don't have those nutrients and they don't have those resources, they are obviously going to drop. Training injuries can lead to a heightened chronic state of inflammation that produces catabolic effects in muscle. This increased systemic inflammation is worsened by a lack of sleep. Not having a set training time or constantly training at different times can really wreak havoc on circadian rhythms. I've talked about this many times before. Affects sleep, affects hormone release, and overtraining can boost cortisol levels and sympathetic hormone release, which causes a lot of insomnia to occur in people and obviously just compounds the problems with sleep. So have you ever heard the term chrononutrition? This is the interaction between sleep and the natural body clock that controls the sleep-wake cycle. Cycle is affected by nutrition because many of the neurotransmitters in the brain that play a major role in the sleep-wake cycle are produced from nutrients. One example of this is the pineal hormone melatonin. Melatonin is produced from the brain neurotransmitter serotonin, which I know you've all heard of, which in turn is produced from the amino acid tryptophan. But food can influence sleep onset. An example. I bet you've never heard this before. I bet you've never heard what's coming because I've only ever heard the opposite, which is why I wanted to do this podcast. I was listening to a Dr. Huberman podcast and I put all of this together. Research it just a tad. There's no direct studies on it. This is how the physiology of your sleep and glycemic index works. An example Consuming a high glycemic index meal prior to sleep. High glycemic index just refers to the carbohydrates that are rapidly digested. So they enter the blood uh, faster compared to carbohydrate foods that contain dietary fiber, which obviously slows down the digestion of carbohydrates. Normally, you'd want a slower absorption of carbohydrates to minimize the release of insulin and also because elevated blood glucose levels just aren't healthy if they're prolonged. But there's two occasions. I believe, I know, there's two occasions where ingesting rapidly absorbed carbs can be advantageous. Right after a workout, during a workout, let me add that one, so there's three. Right after a workout, during a workout, and then right before bed. Why? You're crazy. Why in the world? I've been told forever that high insulin going to bed is terrible for you. All right. Well, let's talk about it. Why would consuming a high glycemic index meal before sleep would aid your sleep? What in the world? Well, the release of insulin that results from consuming a high GI meal clears out most of the circulating amino acids in the blood and pushes them into the muscle. Okay. One amino acid that is carried in the blood attached to albumin is not affected by the larger release of insulin after a high GI meal. That amino acid, tryptophan. Tryptophan is a small amino acid, so it has to compete with larger amino acids for entry into the brain, such as branched-chain amino acids. They're going to get entry far before the tryptophan will. Under normal circumstances, the larger amino acids will hog, if you will, the amino carrier that ferries the amino acids into the brain. But when a larger release of insulin occurs, those larger aminos are pushed into the muscle, and it leaves a clear pathway into the brain for tryptophan 
which is going around the blood, attached to albumin, not affected by the insulin levels. The insulin release after a high GI meal not only clears out other amino acids, but it promotes the entry of tryptophan into the brain because insulin carries nutrients into tissue. The brain has tissues that need nutrients. The other amino acids were pushed into muscle. Tryptophan goes to the brain. Once in the brain, tryptophan is immediately acted on by enzymes and converted into the brain neurotransmitter serotonin. Serotonin starts relaxing you. But more importantly, it's converted into melatonin, which directly promotes sleep onset. Melatonin induces sleep by lowering your core body temperature. So does magnesium glycinate. This acts as a cue to incite sleep processes in the brain. So this suggests that if you want to obtain maximal benefit from melatonin, you should sleep in a room that's relatively cool, not warm. We know we want it to be really dark as well, but having a cool room and a cool core body temperature is imperative. So your body temperature is also controlled by blood pressure. When we have stressors or stimulation or whatever before we go to bed, well, what that gives us is elevated core body temperature. This is why I ask people, hey, 60 minutes before bed, cut it all off. No stressors, no stimulation. Everything's dark. And you allow your, and cool, and you allow your body to start shutting itself down into that sleep process. There's some foods that can induce sleep. There's some supplements, some vitamins. Let's talk about them. Eggs, pumpkin seeds, beans, cheese, if you're not lactose intolerant, leafy green vegetables, rolled oats, whey protein. What? Whey protein? This guy's nuts. The richest natural food source of tryptophan is a milk protein called alpha-lactobumin. This protein is concentrated in whey protein. And ingestion of it increased the ratio of tryptophan to other amino acids by 48%. So yes, whey protein carries a bunch of tryptophan with it. That'll help you go to sleep. Several B vitamins, coenzymes, and the synthesis of compounds known to help induce sleep like B12 is involved in the secretion of melatonin by the pineal gland in the brain. B6 plays a role in the synthesis of serotonin from tryptophan and niacin, niacin. Supplies a sparing effect for tryptophan, so it cannot be used as an amino acid in the muscle. It's going to be used as an amino acid in the brain. Niacin spares tryptophan for a greater conversion into serotonin. Folate, another B vitamin, coenzyme in the production of tryptophan into serotonin, as does vitamin B6. Magnesium, we should all be taking magnesium before bed. The revived magnesium supplement um, alongside magnesium glycinate is phenomenal. And then you add the revive calm to it, and it's like, holy crap. It's like a sleep cocktail. Magnesium promotes sleep. It causes an increase in slow-wave sleep. This is the stage where the growth hormone is re released. So those who ingest magnesium can have higher levels of growth hormone. Also, lower levels of cortisol. The magnesium itself also enhances the release of melatonin, acts as an agonist of GABA, which is the primary inhibitory neurotransmitter in the brain. GABA is very heavily involved in helping to induce sleep. Valerian root, it's been around forever to treat insomnia. It's one of the most sold supplements in the world. Works through several mechanisms. 
interacts with adenosine receptors in the brain. That's a relaxing substance substance that's involved in the sleep process. You guys have listened to the caffeine podcast. Caffeine produces its stimulant effects by blocking adenosine receptors in the brain. Valerian root does the opposite. It promotes adenosine receptors in the brain. So valerian also acts as an agonist with GABA receptors. And the brain acts as a partial agonist with serotonin receptors. So it can help you sleep through a number of different brain interaction. Um, and valerian also increases the release of GABA while inhibiting enzymes that break it down as well. So your GABA levels in your brain are going to stay higher uh, with ingestion of valerian root before bed. It means you're going to get better sleep and help you go to sleep easier. Theanine, the last one I want to talk about. It's used to promote A wave activity, which is associated with relaxation and stress itself without knocking you out. Th- so you can take theanine in the morning. It's actually great to wake up and take theanine before fasted cardio, especially in a contest prep phase. It's not going to give you the extreme relaxa- relaxation feeling where you're super calm, but it's going to give you a lot of stress relief, the A wave activity. Theanine also works in the brain to increase neurotransmitters, dopamine, and serotonin. Uh, when it's each other out to promote the relaxation effects, but without the, um, the like, shutting down effects, like without the sleep effects. So theanine also lowers norepinephrine, cortisol, which are both associated with increased feeling of stress. If caffeine is interfering with sleep, theanine is the answer because it opposes the interference of caffeine in inducing slow-wave sleep. So eat these, take this to improve your sleep. Do not fall behind on your sleep. You will make yourself a literal worse human being when you're sleep deprived. And who wants to be worse? That's not why you're on the Grower Die podcast. You're here to get better. Episode 236. I'll see you next time.